0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Don and Eric's Apprentice Podcast. I am Eric, and with me, as always, is Don. Don, how are you today, Don slash David?
1: I'm I'm doing great. Uh, truly, truly, is a wonderful show, The Apprentice, especially uh, especially from kids. You know they
0: are they are just the bastion of what you would want in a child.
1: I I must say though, past two episodes,
0: no Don or Eric. No Don or Eric, you're correct. Although we did get plenty of Ivanka, and uh well Eric may not have a romantic interest in Ivanka. Jeff really likes Ivanka.
1: <laughs> Too much she's married and has having a second child, Jeff.
0: Yeah. You know <laughs> not everyone's perfect. <laughs>
1: oh, okay.
0: No, but what did you think of the episode, David? Don?
1: Well, should we like, should we talk about two weeks ago first? Since, uh,
0: sure. You know that episode better than I because I just kind of barely skimmed it because I was busy. But you're um, wa- more than welcome to talk about it for a little bit.
1: Unfortunately, Jeff was crushing debate tournament, so uh, we didn't have, weren't able two weeks ago to do a podcast, a Prince podcast. Yes. Um, but that was when we said goodbye to Brandy Broderick. And, uh, I truly I don't know everyone, if you
0: could say we said goodbye more than good riddance. Well, it was a, a two-for-one. But,
1: uh, I, I truly think that was one of the better episodes of the season. I, it was so hilarious. Um, and I thought everyone did, did really well. Um, and by doing really well, I don't mean in the past, I mean entertaining me. They did well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they They did good!
1: Because it was just, it was clear almost from the beginning which team was going to win. And because, uh, I don't know how much you know about the episode, Joe.
0: Right.
1: Do you, how much do you know?
0: Uh, I know who at home and kind of maybe a little bit about the task.
1: Alright, so the task was for South Africa, and they had to create this interactive experience to promote South Africa. One of them had the Romance Package, and one of them had the Adventure Package. All right, now let's just say that, I'll I'll say it very clearly here, that whoever had the Adventure Package clearly was at a disadvantage. Both teams are... Really? Oh, Adventure, much better than Romance. That's what I...
0: That's what I I... I would say the Adventure Package would win.
1: Yeah, both of them wanted it at first, and then Little John or uh, Little John's team, Brandy, ended up getting it. Uh, but the reason the reason why is for each of them, then they had five specific things that they were supposed to showcase. All right. So the the adventure groups was uh, swimming with sharks in a cage, zip lining, uh, glamping, glamorous camping.
0: <laughs> uh, That's a thing? Yeah, apparently, this is a thing. Uh, and th-
1: it was a couple of all other, but they were uh, golfing and, and one more, but they were very specific, you know, things that you could do in South Africa, like very adventurous, specific things. Alright, you go to the romances, th- their, their five things are food, art, <laughs> music. <laughs>
0: like like they're the most Broad things in the world <laughs> South Africa does have food I can confirm that
1: Yeah so I mean While adventure initially sounds like Oh a- a- adventure would be much easier to-, to sell and create experience It's really hard to replicate Ziplining in one room Right uh, Then you can food <laughs> Or art you know Right <laughs> So, in that sense, they were at a disadvantage, but it was very juvenile what they came up with. Like, you had, for their ziplining experience, they took an office chair and they put a helmet on someone, sat them down,
0: and Mary Lou would push them across the room <laughs> to simulate the ziplining experience. Really? That's ridiculous.
1: For the, for the shark, uh, swimming with the sharks, they had this sort of divider that almost looked like a, a jail cell, like the cage that you were in, so you'd step into that, and then they would have a guy dressed up as a shark costume come by and be like, hey, I'm a shark, I'm going to eat you, like in that same voice, it wasn't like scary voice, it was like, that's funny, and then like uh, golf course, they had a little putting green, so it, it was just very was <laughs> very uh, <you> know, juvenile. Like <laughs> was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, and then Penn's group, Penn pretty much did everything himself. Gary Busey wasn't any help at all, so they pre- pretty much just tried to ignore him, but boy was he entertaining just seeing the weird things that he was doing. Um, I'm sure
0: he came up with some great ideas, like the mechanical dog, which we'll talk plenty about.
1: really, come on with any ideas, uh, at least that they showed. He was just more running around the room doing crazy things. But uh, but they had like Penn got actual Zulu dancers in and, and musicians to, to play. That's, got an actual South African chef to cook all these authentic meals. That sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, like it was truly truly a great I
0: mean like, if you think about it though, if you're looking for people who are connected Penn Jillette has probably got a bigger portfolio than anyone left on the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he, had, he had connections and he used them. Like, it was really, like, his was really amazing. The only downside they had was that they, he didn't have enough specifically telling them where they would go to different things. It was just like, so, like, he brought the experience of South Africa to it, but not further information from there.
0: Like, not like you they, could eat this food in this city, but more of. You could eat this food in South Africa?
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Like, it's like, oh, there's food here, and there's dancing, but not, like... Where's the other one? Oh, there, once again, maybe that was the, the negative of that one as opposed to the specific one, where obviously you're the specific golf course is here and the zip lining you can do here. Right. Sort of huh. But, but comparatively, like, you just knew. Even when they were first suggesting... As soon as they suggested that the office chair was a zipline, I was like, "All right, they lost." Like, <laughs> and the best thing is, we had George come back, and George is my favorite advisor of all time. Right, like, as well he should course, be. They had him come back, and they put him in the chair, and they did the
0: zipline thing, and that was just so hilarious to see. <laughs> I can't. Did they actually think that was a good idea, or were they just out of ideas? <laughs>
1: Oh, they could not think of anything better that would simulate the zipline. <laughs> like I said, they were sort of like, how do you simulate a, or experience a zipline in a, in a room? Right, no, that's definitely hard. So, so I will say that they, I think they did have a difficult task. At the same time, they were both fighting over it and they didn't take it. You know, they didn't know it would be that specific <laughs> Okay. So anyways, Gary did nothing, yet his team wins. Uh, and Brandy, the person who I wanted, got, got fired. I was glad to see her go. Like I said, I didn't think she was really that of a standout of a person. Uh, and she did the whole thing where she didn't bring Little John in and uh, Donald Trump was sort of blaming Little John for a lot for the loss because he was the one who was really big on we have to choose adventure um, and, then that, and then he said well adventure was harder so then Trump was getting on him for contradicting himself and everything but, yeah.
0: that's a stupid thing to contradict himself like I, I, don't, I don't like when Trump does that when he's like oh you chose this thing that you could have had no, absolutely no idea how it would have affected you but you chose wrong
1: but yeah, so Trump was getting on him um, quite a bit, compared to everyone else, but Brandy still didn't pick him, so then it was a foregone conclusion that Brandy was out. But, uh, right. So, I-, I just say it's a very entertaining episode, you definitely need to go back and watch it. Oh, I, I
0: plan to. I'm just in finals week.
1: <laughs> no, I understand. It's, oh, it's good stuff. But
0: we can move on to this week. Right, so this week we had an interesting task, or at least I thought so. Uh, with some interesting LG products that are interactive with your smartphone, which I mean, regardless of the products, seems excessive. But it was an interesting task, nonetheless.
1: I, I must say, I thought it was pretty cool. Products like I, I was talking to my sister today, and she she apparently looked them up after watching the episode. Oh, to I'm, see how much they were. I'm
0: sure they are ridiculously expensive.
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> the TV was over two thousand, and the the fridge was over three thousand.
0: Well, when he was like, "We're looking at people who make over seventy thousand dollars a year," I was like, "I don't know that someone who makes seventy thousand dollars a year can afford that fridge or that TV." Yeah,
1: yeah, that's not me. <laughs> right. Yes so that's not
0: you either. Uh no, I am in I'm a student and thus I make much I spend less than $70,000 a year, but I I don't make that much either. <laughs> uh but what did you think, I guess, kind of before we get to the real meat of what the episode was about? What did you think of Team Powers video presentation with Mary Lou Henner and uh her son coming back from college? You know, I just thought it was so... I don't
1: know. When I was watching it seemed very fake and pokey. Like it wasn't, like it, it was clearly a fake fan. If that makes sense. Like, it just seemed very fake. At the same time, Lightyear is better than, than, than Gary's.
0: Right. I, I think it seemed a bit too much like an infomercial. And you know, I don't know much about LG's marketing, but I don't feel like they're a very infomercial type of company. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you that they were light years better than, than Gary and uh, the head and, head and Lisa's presentation. Yeah. So uh, what, I guess, we've already, we've already mentioned it. Your thoughts on the mechanical dog? Uh,
1: The mechanical dog. I just, I think Penn summed it up perfectly when he said, clearly... Gary Busey and his mechanical dog idea have absolutely nothing to do with what LG wanted from this task. Right, they were not; they did not coincide whatsoever.
0: Yes, I agree with you completely. Like, maybe the mechanical dog for another product that's more willing to accept a mechanical dog, but LG was very clear that they're not; they're not in that hokey game. Like, they they don't no. want that.
1: Well, it'd be one thing to just throw it out like what will they think of next The mechanical dog but to have that be the focal point of the entire video and to do the dog vomiting and uh, I like, was the
0: barking was
1: that the actor who played his son was a horrible actor like <laughs> I oh just yeah he had such terrible actors it was like dad you need to take your medicine otherwise you will stay like this forever <laughs>
0: right no I, I agree with you completely <laughs>
1: Like, even he could not professionally act. Well, and that.
0: his, his wife and daughter were cracking up because Gary Busey's crazy.
1: Which you couldn't tell which one was the wife and which one was the daughter. No, <laughs> they
0: were the same age! <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> oh. But, man, yeah, I mean, what do you do in that case? Cause, I'm gonna say, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of this episode, and this was the first episode of The Celebrity Apprentice that I ever disliked Gary Ducey. Is... It's just... Is Gary Ducey one of the most incompetent people ever on The Apprentice? Yes. And that's sort of why I loved him. Like, he was so crazy and insane, but this one, he was just sort of rude and mean.
0: Right, he... I shushed Lisa on multiple points, like, told Penn that his ideas were bad, which again... With talking well of Penn Gillette. his ideas are clearly the best. Like, he, if there's one guy I'm going to go to for ideas, it's going to be Penn.
1: Well, and it wasn't even during the task that got me really annoyed. It was in the boardroom when he was so indignant about everything. and just so I thought he was just rude and not letting them, you know, it was not okay that they had
0: a different opinion than him. Right. Which I think it was kind of funny in the boardroom when Penn Gillette was like, I have these ideas that Gary Busey wouldn't let me tell, and Donald Trump was like, tell me one of your ideas. And so Penn started, and Gary interrupted him in the middle and tried to finish Penn's idea. (laughs) And Penn was just like, this is exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, let me talk about my my absolute favorite moment of this episode. It may seem strange, but my favorite moment was... Lisa was getting fed up with Gary and all that he was doing in the boardroom, and Lisa said, I don't think I can take this anymore. And then Trump Trump is like, oh, does that mean you want to leave? Because you know he's thinking in his head, does this mean it's possible to keep Gary Busey for one more episode? Right. I, Lisa to quit so Gary can stay? Like, you know that was like, oh, you can't take it anymore? Oh, <laughs> oh I guess you want to quit then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. No, I agree with you. Like, that was just so weird. And at first I thought he was asking, does she want to leave, like, just walk out of the boardroom, but not leave the game. And then I realized, oh no, he wants her to leave the game, which no. is just ridiculous.
1: Because it's, it's 100% obvious that Gary's going to be the one fired, almost as soon as he was made Project manager. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but, like... Trump like, oh, is this a way out? Like, I can seriously
0: have Gary see in the final five. Right. Well, and the way he said it was like, Lisa said, "I won't stand for this anymore." Yeah. And Trump was like, "Oh, if you can't take it, then maybe you should, or do you just need to leave?" You know, yeah. he was clearly trying to like twist her words around, but <laughs> um. So were Pen and Lisa justified in checking out like they did?
1: I think so just because he wasn't we saw through the entire episode, he's being so rude and not letting him finish a sentence. If you can't if you can't get across to him at all, what are you gonna do?
0: Right. I, I agree with you. And I like you know, I'm I'm one for like always trying, but there's a point where if someone's just gonna shush you and disrespect you and try to tell you that you're not worthy, just because they are finally in a position of power Then there's no reason. Like, yes, follow them and then take it to the boss later on, right? So
1: there was a big difference in the first time he was project manager and the second time. Uh, The first time people were still able to reason with him and make him change his ideas. I mean, the scene that comes to mind is when Gary did absolutely did not want to wear that Hawaiian, you know, outfit attire for the right. the commercial and then Lisa was working on him, brought him in the store, and he ended up going with it. But this time, like,
0: he would not even let Lisa get out two words, right?
1: Right, he was just becoming uncontrollable. And when you have someone who's incompetent and uncontrollable, then there's nothing you can do, right?
0: I agree. So, what do you think?
1: Incompetent and controllable. It's a
0: little easier. <laughs> um, I think, though, I can confidently say that the final five are probably the best five of the entire season. Maybe with the exception of Brett Michaels. But looking at the cast at the beginning, if you were going to pick a final five, I think most people would have gotten most of these people.
1: Absolutely. I was, I was talking with this with someone else. This is a phenomenal final five. Like now that Gary's gone, this is legitimate, and it's gonna be... You know whoever's gonna get fired next is because either one of two things. A, they just do one thing that's stupid and sets Trump off, or B, uh, everyone is great, but then it's just the project manager.
0: Right. And, you know, I think we're about to see the end of Trace Adkins. I don't think he'll make it much further. I think he'll get fourth or fifth.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think that with Gary gone, Penn and Lisa are gonna win. Yes. Um, so then it's a matter of, of which of the three. And, and you have, let's, can, let's talk about edits and how everyone's edits are right now. Because I, I, for the longest time I have been on Little John Wynn. And I have said sort of every week that Little John's stock is going down and other stocks are going up. And I firmly, I have officially switched now. And I, I think Pendulette is going to win. I think everyone else has gotten either negative or weird edits. You have so so. Let's talk about Mary Lou. Mary Lou's a weird edit,
0: right? She's the in, oddball
1: in front of in front of Trump and, and the boardroom. Mary Lou is always phenomenal. Um, like everyone's complimenting her, but then you go to see, different scenes. Throughout the task, and everyone's talking about, oh, Mary Lou's just sort of annoying or a little too controlling or anal retentive, and, like, so there's these little little jabs at her, but then whenever she's in front of Trump, like today, or t- uh, this past episode, you know, you had uh, everyone, the executives love to Mary Lou, sort of thing. Right. So it's hard to get a read of where she's going to place.
0: Well, we also have to remember that Donald Trump... When he makes his final decision, we'll have seen the episodes, too. So, he's going to know a little bit more about what went on during the tasks when he makes his final decision. Which the edit, I'm not sure if he reflects the edit or the edit reflects on his decision in the final two. But, whichever way that happens, I think it's bad for Mary Lou.
1: So then, let's move on to Little John. Little John ha- was having a a good edit, and then a decent edit, like it wasn't anything bad. And then these past two episodes, you had Little John got a bad edit two weeks ago. Truck was really hard on him. He picked Adventure. He some of his ideas, like his idea was that stuff, or mascot shark. So he was having some bad ideas. And then this week, he was project manager. But he got Ivanka was saying some negative things about him, and then they were talking with the executives, and they were like, uh, you know, little John was all right, but Mary Lou was the star of this you know, task and everything.
0: Right, and so I can I, I agree with you, and we also saw him like being way too controlling, almost to the point of it could have cost their team during the filming phase.
1: Yeah, so I think he's getting worse and worse by the episode. I think he's someone that's going to get out soon. Trace. Trace? Trace is another interesting one. You know, he's always been the curmudgeon guy. He's sort of been behind the scenes, under the radar, especially the last couple of weeks, and Trump pointed that out. Uh, the creative force on whatever team he's on, he always has... Really really good ideas, comes up with slogans and, and everything. So
0: See, this is this is where I, I I agree with you, but I, I'd like to add an asterisk here. For Trace's edit, he obviously gets the kind of curmudgeon but also mellow edit. His next week's edit looks pretty negative towards Trace in that like who's going to awake the sleeping giant. He looks like he gets probably pretty angry at someone. Uh, maybe he did poorly during the task, but the one thing I'd like to point out as for his like creative, his creative stuff is always really simple.
1: Yes, it's like
0: simple. he came up with that like simply love, simply Melania or something like that. He came yeah. up with um, the one this week, which is a mom teaches her son, which I thought was pretty obvious. Like that, that's a that's an obvious go to strategy if you have nothing else. Um, he's come up with some other ideas that are all just really, really one kind of dimensional. So, the caveman one, one? no, because he, the caveman one, he said, if you want funny, you put a caveman in modern times. That's, that's just (laughs) true. You're, he's just fitting this common kind of trope into Alaskan gold or Australian gold. Um, Alaskan. Right. So, if they get a exec- an executive team who's, like, really anti-trope, he could be in big trouble.
1: I will say, yeah, because really saw that um, two weeks ago when they were coming up with a slogan for the South Africa, and it was, like, "You plus South Africa equal adventure was what his slogan was. Right.
0: Um, people- but the problem was, absolutely no one else had anything better. <laughs> so that's what they went with. Well, I mean, there, there is a certain amount of comfortability and kind of succinct nature to something that simple. The problem is, when that's all you have, I think you're really easily replaceable. He just hasn't proven to me at this point that he is a commanding force on his team, but rather... Su- anyone could come up with what he's coming up with. Yeah. But he's just, well, he's consistently the good.
1: Is they don't. <laughs> so so he, he turns into the creative force on his team, because no one else is coming up with the stuff. And right. I don't know, Mary Lou doesn't strike me as the most creative, like, coming up with ideas person.
0: Right, I agree with you.
1: Little John has some good ideas every now and then, but they really haven't been showcasing him.
0: And man, that's a strong team, those three together. And so is Lisa and Penn. Lisa's been surprisingly incompetent this season. And I think only proves that last season she was kind of gypped in the way that she was fired, because it was really set up by the three ladies.
1: Well, and, and Lisa's another one. She's more of a narrator. She's more of the straight person telling us what's everything else. But we really
0: haven't seen her do much actual leading or worker. That's true. Was she obviously been the project manager? What task was it on?
1: It was so long ago and that's the thing. Like she hasn't been project manager for the longest time and assume she would do it next week because it's just her and Penn. Was
0: she was she the project manager on the South Africa one or was that Penn?
1: No, no, no that was Penn. He did he did it was Penn Gary Penn Gary.
0: Pen Gary Lisa, yeah.
1: No, I mean, it, it, as far as project managers, it was Penn, oh, really? then Gary, then Penn, then Gary.
0: I'm, su- I'm surprised Donald Trump let that fly. Because it seems like he kind of has a rotation mindset, like you need to go through a rotation in order to do project
1: managers. Yeah, I mean, you would think, but I guess there is no specific rules on who, who can or who cannot be. Well, and I, I just finished I'm rewatching the old Apprentice, and I just finished season five, so I'm about to start season six, which is where they completely change every single rule of the Apprentice, and I'm
0: Is that the Las Vegas season?
1: You mean the Los Angeles? Los Angeles, Angeles yeah. Yeah, uh, because the rule there was if you're if you are a project manager and you win, you keep being project manager till you lose. So every subsequent test. So I remember going through it at one time and looking at the statistics. And I was like, what's up with this? There's only, like, someone made, either made it to the finals or they won without being project manager at all. And it was because, you know, you're the same project manager. <laughs> right.
0: That is a weird rule. I don't like that. I think that yeah. you need to, to switch it up.
1: Yeah, well, why do you think they change
0: the celebrity after that season. Right. Well, and I also, like, I kind of used, I like when they used to use the project manager decision as leverage, where, like, in the boardroom, if he was like, you know, you really haven't taken initiative, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I might fire you, and that person would say, Donald, if you keep me, then I will be project manager next time, and I promise to do a good job, or whatever, you know? I kind of liked when they used that as leverage.
1: Anyways, what were we talking about before? Oh, Lisa was, yeah, she, so I would assume she would step up this time and be project manager but her edit is just sort of we haven't seen her really do like she's always been a good worker but we haven't seen her be exceptional be the creative force or be the standout for anything other than the acting in Australian gold Right. which brings me to Penn and Penn has had a fairly good edit this entire time uh, two weeks ago, you had a confessional of Lisa where she was just praising Penn, and Penn was, like, the whole entire reason why they won. This episode, I don't think it was as much, like, there was a little, little bit of, oh, Penn and Lisa just sort of stepped back, but I think it was just more of how do you react to Gary Boosty especially when he's being this forward and stubborn sort of thing. And I don't think it looked too negatively on either of them. Obviously, they needed to fill up the two hours, so they kept dragging that boardroom on. But it was almost the foregone conclusion that Gary was going to get hired. Right, right, right. So um, they, they just had to come up with something to keep it going.
0: Right. It's also interesting to note that Trace and Penn are currently the only two people who are 2-0 as project manager
1: well which is, it goes back to that foreshadowing of, of trace saying he thought the final two was going to be him and pat which i think it still could be
0: right i think it still could be like it's you have uh, lisa who's 1 and 0 Mary lou who's 1 and 0 will john who's 1 1
1: i would say i think will john's going to be one of the next two out and then it's going to be either mary lou or lisa at this point i think it may be lisa uh, just because she hasn't stood out
0: Right, well she has to be project manager next time, so I think if she loses then she's gone, obviously. Um, If she wins then she's, obviously she doesn't go home but then if she wins I would think Mary Lou would be the next project manager because she hasn't been project manager since week four.
1: Yeah, but uh, so I think the final three is going to be Penn, uh, Trace, and well, it's kind of, are they going to do the whole Final Four where they get interviewed by winners thing? I don't know. If that's the case, then we only have one more episode, and I would think it's either going to be little John or Mary Lou who goes then. Uh.
0: Right. Well, I think next week it's going to be Lisa versus Mary Lou as project managers, because they obviously have been the ones who waited longest. Um, and then whoever loses that task, it's going to be the project manager who goes home, and then you have your Final Four with either Mary – you have Trace – Penn and Lil John with either Mary Lou or Lisa.
1: I could still see Lil John being fired over Mary Lou. Really? Um it, it, I mean I could see it either way. It depends on I think Trace is not going home. So I think it's whoever's going up against Trace may be the one fired.
0: Okay, that's so, fair. So
1: the question is, is it Mary Lou who's sort of questioning Trace or is it Lil John?
0: Right. I, I'd imagine it's Mary Lou.
1: So. But, and then in the final four, I think Little John's gonna, if he makes it, he's gonna lose again and not make it in the final two. <laughs> uh, I, I think Lisa will, will definitely not make it in the final two. Right. Uh,
0: well, what does she have to go on? Like, Mary what has she done this entire season?
1: Who? Lisa. Yeah, that's what I said. She hasn't stood out. She's just worked. She's been competent, which is good. And her team, she was on a winning team. So, right. there was many, many times where she didn't have to sweat it.
0: She was on a winning team with two buffers. Like...
1: Yeah, with Steven and Gary, yeah.
0: With two people who she could sacrifice. So, she didn't have to sacrifice them for a while, and then...
1: Well, and then you had D who fell on his sword. So, it was almost three. Right. But, I think, yeah, I think... Lisa, if she makes the final four, will be out. Little John, if she makes, the, if he makes the final four, will be out. The only one I could potentially see Mary Lou making the final two just because Trump wants to have the whole equality in a man and a woman Right. It's been, it's been a while since a woman's been in the final two.
0: Woman was in the final two. Yeah, you're right because it was Little John or John Rich's season.
1: Yeah. So, and I, I think. I think in Trump's eyes, Mary Lou trumps Lisa.
0: Ah, look at you with the wordplay.
1: I didn't even mean that. (laughs) Sure you
0: didn't.
1: Okay. No one believes you.
0: (laughs) So, what else do we have to talk about this episode? I think that along with the reality TV quandaries that we need to uh, submit, this is going to be among a group like, uh, was it dirt or was it poop? These are questions like that that will probably never be answered, and maybe we don't want them to ever be answered. Was the dog barking or vomiting?
1: Well, it depends on who you uh, Gary Busey insists that that was a bark. So, since he was the one doing it, you sort of want to believe him. At the same time, that was the strangest bark i ever heard. Apparently, that's how mechanical dogs bark. Right. Yeah. It's
0: important to make that distinction.
1: Yeah, so he wasn't doing a regular dog impression. It was a mechanical
0: dog. Maybe that's how he gets off scot free with that, right? Oh, what well, was my mechanical dog impression? It's actually very good. You just wouldn't know because you've never seen a mechanical dog. <laughs> Obviously,
1: you've never heard a mechanical dog. It's like, like, I'm
0: going to do my impression of a unicorn.
1: Charlie, we have to go to Caddy Mountain,
0: Charlie. <laughs> really, yes, David?
1: Except they were horses, so I guess that was of them. We may want to added that out, I don't know. <laughs>
0: anyway. Oh no, it's saying in.
1: <laughs> I just remembered watching the video, oh wait, they were, are they
0: unicorns or is it only Charlie? I'm not sure.
1: I spent a while since I watched those video. Right, <laughs> me too. Oh, good old YouTube in like 2008.
0: Back when it was funny.
1: When everything wasn't, you know, big productions and everything and it was just sort of playing videos. Oh, I still, I still,
0: I still love great. llamas with hats. It's my
1: favorite. <laughs> it's a good one. But anyways, I think we're getting way off topic.
0: A little bit. <laughs>
1: That's what happens when we're talking about Gary Beastie. But yeah, I just thought Gary Beastie this episode was just such a negative influence, and it was just sort of painful to watch. I literally wanted to punch him in the face a couple times in the boardroom. He was very
0: rude to Lisa. Like, I almost felt bad for Lisa.
1: And it was it was so predictable, so I guess to me it, was, it felt like it wasn't necessary. Right. Why does Gary need to keep, like, why do we need to see Gary just keep slamming on these people when we obviously know that Gary's going to be fired. <laughs>
0: now, I have a question for you. Has he done that whole yelling thing before where he says, Yes, I heard you yell, and it sounded kind of like this! Has he done that before? Because I feel like I've heard him say that before.
1: No, but here's the thing. From the very beginning, like the first episode or two, in their promos, they've been showing that clip. Okay. So they showed that clip for a long time. So if we were smart, we would have realized that You know, Gary, Gary and Lisa made it quite a ways because they didn't have an altercation until now. Right. (laughs) So that's why it seems so familiar because we've seen that clip several times in promos. Yeah. Introducing the season.
0: I was going to say because I've heard it before. It does seem like an odd way to uh, try to make peace with someone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. He was, he was all alone. He was getting no support. <laughs> right. But, I don't know. You got anything else?
0: I don't. I think we're good. I think we covered the, the decline of the one and only Gary
1: Busey. Will he be back? I don't think they're going to do um, a returning player an All-Stars again in a while. So, I don't know. I, I mean, if the
0: show lasts that long, even.
1: Yeah. So I think they'll still get another season, at least one more, but I think they'll try to get new people again, and I think it's good. Yes. I really, as much as I like everyone, I have no desire to see any of these people again for another season.
0: I kind of feel like, with All-Stars, Donald Trump is doing exactly what happened in Survivor All-Stars, which is, everybody's reputation meant so much. Whereas I feel like, as you go on in Survivor with All-Star Seasons, people's reputation means less and less as Survivor progresses as a TV show itself.
1: Uh
0: Uh-huh. With the exception of, like, Russell Hans, I feel like everyone's reputation doesn't really matter as much anymore as it did in the first All-Stars. And so maybe if Donald Trump brings people back again, he won't care as much about, oh, well, like with Dennis Rodman, oh, well, you had such a good story now because of both together, I'll keep you around. Maybe he won't do that as much, which I think would be better.
1: Like, there are still some other people I'd like to see return, such as Meat Loaf or Cindy Lauper or, or people like that, but I think I've gotten my fill of just about everyone... On this season, I, like, I'm looking at even the people now. No matter who wins,
0: I think I've gotten my fill of them. I agree with the exception of Pendulette. I could watch Pendulette do The Celebrity Apprentice every season.
1: We'll see what's going to happen. Is Penn's going to win, and then he'll be back as an advisor? So
0: good. I just love him. He's like I love him.
1: I I think I've even had my fill of Pendulette playing the apprentice because it's almost like well it's not even fair anymore. like you know he <laughs> is he's so good
0: yeah but, he is in a different league if he got people who are just as good as him to play with him
1: yeah.
0: then you've got a then you got a TV I'm still, series
1: I still gonna enjoy watching penn on other shows and other things um, but I think I'm good with him on the apprentice. I wouldn't mind seeing him come back as an advisor I think that'd be cool right I wanna I wanna revive Celebrity
0: Mole and have him go on that. Ooh, that would be great.
1: Yeah.
0: See I just I can't like I still have trouble with Donald Trump picking Pendulette. Because Donald Trump has had to answer in the past to who he picked. And I feel like Pendulette is such a political would be such a political nightmare for Donald Trump to pick. I don't
1: I don't think so. I think at this point, Pendulette isn't, isn't known for his, like, he's not, like, ratifying or a politician or anything. I mean, he does have strong views, but I think he's, he's done a really good job of just sort of promoting his charity. And that's, true. Really,
0: that's true. That's um, true. There is, there's only a small group of people, a small population of people who even know that that's his political views.
1: Exactly
0: that's fair so, it's not like he's, it's not like Donald Trump's picking Rod Blagojevich or anything
1: yeah exactly yeah so yeah I, I don't think it's as big of an issue but uh, oh, oh that reminds me of another thing what did you think of them uh, name dropping Annie Duke uh, that? you're
0: you have a lot more strong feelings on Annie Duke than I do I still haven't seen that entire season.
1: I don't really have strong, everyone is like, oh, Annie got robbed. I know when I watched it, I was, I was rooting for Joan just because I liked her and thought she was funny. I couldn't stand her, his, her daughter, Melissa, like, and I liked her more when Melissa was gone, because then she didn't have her daughter, which I thought was really unfair. Well,
0: remind me if I'm wrong, but Joan quit for a period of time because her daughter got fired.
1: No, she threatened to quit. Oh, okay. Or if she quit, it was like for an hour, you know. Right. I think she maybe she walked away and didn't go back to the room for a little bit, and then she came back.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Like she gotcha.
1: never, she didn't. It's not like she didn't show up for a task. Gotcha. But I, it'll be interesting when I go back to rewatch that season, um, uh, see to see if Annie was clearly, you know, a better person. And I think, I think that partly is, I mean. Stone is much more of a legendary person. Right, and he's
0: you know? not nearly as much of a celebrity.
1: Yeah, it's a bigger name, and she's older, like, look what she can do. So, okay. But, what do you think, oh, what do you think of Joan Rivers being an advisor?
0: She didn't really do much.
1: No, she didn't.
0: Then again, like, what is there to do on this episode? But yeah, she definitely didn't do much. Did they even leave the boardroom and have them come back?
1: uh uh no, I don't think so because what were they gonna do?
0: Right, but usually even when there's no question or even when it's uh when, when there's three people, he at least has them leave and come back.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm
0: crazy, but I seem to remember that happening.
1: I think it's it, it's whatever Trump wants to do, but I think in this case it was so obvious it was gonna go. They just needed to get their prolonged. Uh, enough time so that they would have
0: be able to air it on TV and then and then fire right. So Alright, I think that's all
1: I got. That's all I got too. I so mean, with that see what happens
0: next week. Wait to see what's happening. yes, it should be exciting. And with that we'd like to thank you all for listening. You can check out this podcast, the Eric and Dom Survivor Apprentice Podcast at the Apprentice... or er, ApprenticePodcast.blogspot.com. And we're on
1: iTunes, Apprentice Podcast.
0: Yes. So thank you for listening.
1: Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.